This is the Well-Centered Woman Podcast, a space created to provide practical wisdom for every faith-based lady influencer, creative, and entrepreneur who desires to better manage her emotions under pressure. In every episode, we discuss what it takes to stay centered and sane while operating in purpose using faith, community, and practical wisdom. Grab your journal, coffee, and tea, and let's start getting our emotions all the way together. I'm your host, Tanika Maria, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, 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 Instagram family, Facebook family, YouTube family. For when I put this live, I'll give folks a few moments to get on. I am Tanika Maria, and I am all about helping my sisters, my women of purpose and women of faith get free, clear, and unstuck after life transitions, relationship transitions, so that they can walk in wholeness, peace, clarity. I'm all about getting real, being healed, and move forward. And tonight, I'm so excited because I have not been live on Instagram in a minute. It takes a lot to get out here on these Instagram sheets and go, streaks and go live, but I'm just honored. And it's just such a passion of my heart. You know, I've been on coaching calls all week, you guys. And thank you for joining. Thank you for being here. I know people will pop in and pop off and, you know, I'll keep, keep moving. But it's a passion of my heart, you know, listening in on these coaching calls with different women all week long. And we deserve love. We deserve to be loved, to be cherished. We all do. Every human being does. And that's what we want in our heart of hearts. We deserve and we desire deeply to be loved, to be cherished, to be really seen for who we are without judgment, without fear, without shame, without blame, without that old ugly unworthiness and residue. And even though we deeply desire love, we still resist it and repel. We resist and we repel the very love that we so deeply desire and that we deserve. And so on tonight's live, I'm going to share the three top ways that I have seen within myself, you know, I'm the first one to admit, and that I see in the women that I coach and just in, and just in wisdom, what I see and within myself and the women that I coach, the three ways we resist and we repel the very love that we deeply desire. The number one, number one, is the I won't love, but. I won't love, but. There's always a but. And it's those buts that's keeping us, that's actually repelling and resisting love because it causes us to subtly sabotage the love that we say we want. I won't love, but I don't want to be hurt. I won't love, but I don't want to be vulnerable again. I won't love, but I don't want to, especially when you've matured and you're get, getting along in life and you've been through some things and you've been married and divorced and you've been through some stuff. I don't want to be accountable again. I don't want to learn how to trust somebody. As a matter of fact, I don't trust anybody right now. I, I, I really it's, I have a hard time trusting. So I got all these walls built up. I don't want to be emotionally dependent on anyone. I don't want to open my heart up fully and be vulnerable with someone again. But I won't love, though. I don't want to give up my freedom. I don't want to have to, quote, check in with somebody. I, I won't love, but I want to keep my options open. We're talking about number one. Reason number one, we're talking about the three ways we resist and block the love that we desire. 
Reason number one, I want love, but I don't want to be cheated on, but I don't want to be abandoned again, but I don't want to feel all those feelings again. I don't want to risk feeling a bunch of feelings. So I'm going, and when we have all of these buts, in spite of all the prayers, in spite of all the reading and the studying and going out on dates and dinners, if you still got these underlying buts, you're sabotaged right on out of that relationship. You'll still, why? Because you're emotionally unavailable. All the I won't love buts make us emotionally unavailable for the very love that we say we're praying for. And the you, you're, it's like you have two prayers. God, send me someone. Lord, I'm ready. Lord, I, I want to, you know, I want this relationship. Where is he? What's going on, God? But then you got all these buts going on over here. And so I, I want love, but I don't want this, but, but I don't want that, but I don't want to, but, 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 but. So what is the loudest prayer? The loudest prayer that's being answered is the but prayer. That what, what cry of your heart is stronger? The cry that I don't want to be hurt, God, or I, I want love. The strongest prayer is what's running. That's what's being heard. And that is what's, what's showing up in your life. There's a difference between actually wanting love and actually doing what it takes to receive and to walk in the love. There's a difference between wanting it and doing the work, wanting it and doing the practical, spiritual, emotional things to actually be ready for it, to actually do that spiritual healing work, that cleanup work, to be really, really ready for the love that we say we want. God wants us to move. God really, that's his heart for us. He wants us that he wants us to have that psychological visibility from a real person. You know, he wants us to have that. But our butts are blocking the way. So way number one, the number one way we resist love is all of our butts and all of our blocks. I want love, but I don't want this. I want love, but I don't want that. Well, what's the loudest prayer? Number two, trying to force it. We're trying to force it, some force relationships sometimes with the wrong people. And all the red flags are there. The red flags are screaming loud, wagging in our face. And because, and when certain signs happen, they didn't text me right away. They didn't show up like I wanted them to. It didn't pan out the way I thought. They didn't text me back right away. It, it did, just didn't match my fantasy or how I thought it would go. So I'm going to try to force it. I, I want to make it, make my pre, I want this relationship to match my preconceived notion of how I think it should go, right? And so it invites that spirit of desperation and fear. We began to get into our pride and our ego. And sometimes we try to make things happen. And in our very efforts, in that obsession, in that fixation, in trying to force a situation, if the signs are showing and God is showing you and you have this anxiety and you're trying to make it happen anyway, that's a way that you're repelling love. That's way number two, that we repel and block love. We get into works of the flesh. We get in pride. We get in ego. We do all kinds of things in our effort trying to force and fix love. We get in a spirit of haste and rush and impatience trying to make something happen. I've been in that place of calling those things that be not as though they were. Being in a relationship, trying to make that thing work, trying to pray that man through, trying to pray him in when all of the signs were telling me otherwise. And so I was trying to make an outcome happen based on my preconceived 
fantasy, my preconceived notion. And what it's doing is creating a bigger problem and more of a delay for the very love that I desire. And every time fear and panic set in, because see, I want to do what's right. Uh, you know, I want to have this relationship. I want it to be a godly relationship, but I want it to go the way and I want it to be this way. Then whenever that steps in, real faith steps out. And so now I got this rigid expectation of how I want God to make my love story go. And now I'm trying to force it. And by, by virtue of the very fixating, by trying to force it, by trying to pray it through and call those things that be not as though they are, I'm not allowing for the creative capacity of God to come into my situation. If this man really is it, if, then, then why am I tripping? Why am I trying to force it? Because at the end of the day, Romans 8.28 is still true. All things are working together for my good. So I need to fall back, chill, and trust. Fall back, chill, and trust. And whenever I'm trying to force the situation, trying to force the relationship, it's not trying to make it go a certain way. I'm trying to, you know, really trying to control the unknown. We can't control a man. We can't control other people's free will choices. But here I am trying to make something happen my way, trying to control the unknown. We're trying to know the unknown and we're trying to know stuff up front by having it, you know, and we just got to trust God. We have to trust God. So number one, we said the first way we resist love is the I won't love but syndrome. I won't love but. I got all of these buts. I don't want to give up my freedom. I don't want to give up my options. I don't want to be hurt. I won't love, but God, I can't be hurt again. But God, I don't want to be vulnerable with a man. But, but God, I can't, but, but, but. So we got a lot of buts that are blocking the way. Number two, we're trying to force outcomes. And number three, the third way, the third way that we really resist and repel the love that we deeply desire is we haven't really fully surrendered to purpose. Or rather, I guess the better way to say it is not really knowing ourselves, like deeply knowing ourselves and really, really, really showing up as our highest and best version of ourselves at the level that we're at. What happens is I'm an undeveloped woman and I haven't fully developed my identity and who I am in Christ. I'm still wishy-washy. I'm still in this place where I lack courage to show up authentically and fully fully as myself. I, I may not fully know myself. I'm up here wanting a man to know me, know all of my deep, tender desires of my heart. I want a man to know what makes me tick. I want a man to read my mind, but I don't know. Right? And then when you add the layer of purpose, when you add the layer of like really showing up fully as your best and highest version of yourself. If you don't do, when you show up at the, you know, doing the best you can functioning and flowing in your purpose, surrender to God, then you'll attract, a, you have the better chance of attracting a man that's also deeply developed in his identity and his purpose, right? But if you're undeveloped, still compromising, still, you know, sliding around, just not fully yourself, still not showing authentically, then guess what? You will attract an undeveloped man. Well, the reality is you'll attract all kinds. So you may choose. Let me rephrase that. You will still keep choosing an undeveloped man. So your chooser will still be off. Because the reality is, as I rephrase and as I think about this, you know how you cut the light on? 
When you turn the light on, it attracts both the butterflies and the moths. The ugly, the ugly flies come and the pretty ones come. It's as it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit. I know that's kind of a crazy example, but a beautiful woman that's in her purpose is going to attract both all kinds. But a beautiful woman that attracts all kinds, if she's not careful, if she really hasn't dealt with her stuff, she'll keep picking the wrong one. So the more I am developed and know who I am and what what's it, what I'm what what got God's calling on my life and I'm in my purpose then I could pick a man that's in alignment with my purpose but if I'm not fully authentically myself neither am I in my purpose I'm still going to slip into to patterns where I'm picking undeveloped men where I'm picking men that are a little bit off and not quite they're they're not fully in alignment they're still emotionally unavailable they're not fully fully available at the level I need them to because I'm not fully available so number 3 not knowing yourself and not knowing your purpose you got to know who you are and what God put you here for so you can recognize the right man who can be with you on your destiny journey. And I have I'm looking here at these this notes. We keep talking about in church, you know, don't be unequally yoked. Well, we got to be equally yoked within ourselves. Like I cannot I cannot be in a yoke relationship when I'm not equally yoked within myself. I don't know me. But I'm looking for a man and I, I'm not even fully present in my own life. So it's like you have to be fully present in your own life for your own self, fully present, content and in tune with who you are and what you need so you can recognize that right man. But if you're not fully aware, not fully content and fully yoked with your own self on the inside, equally yoked from within that you'll attract an unequally yoked partner. So your real purpose partner is going to be at your level emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and physically. So I'd rather be a called couple than a cute couple. I'd rather be a called couple than a couple of convenience, right? This is how, and see, that's a big deal. And it seems like a high ideal, but I've, 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 I've counseled and coached women and I see so much. And so much happens after the wedding. So much happens after they get married. One of the red flags was flapping in their face the whole time, you know, and my heart just goes out. But once you make the decision, once you make that soul tie, it's hard to break that thing, right? So the, the reasons we resist and repel the love we desire, number one, I won't love but. We said, I want the, I won't love, but syndrome. I won't love, but I don't want to be hurt. I won't love, but I don't want to be vulnerable. I won't love, but I don't trust nobody. I won't love, but I don't want to have to check in with nobody. I won't love, but I don't want to be held accountable. I won't love, but I want my options. It's all those buts. And so, and then the, uh, so you got all the buts on one side and then the prayer of the heart is God, send me somebody. Well, the but prayer is what's getting answered. Amen. And then we talked about trying to force outcomes, trying to make relationships happen, trying to, you know, when certain individuals would get into fixation and fantasy and obsession, wanting to, something to be the way we want it to be. And instead of falling back, trusting in God and letting it go and really standing in Romans 8.28, we try to force an outcome with certain relationships and we wind up resisting and repelling and blocking and delaying love. And thirdly, not knowing who we are. 
because you got to know who you are to re recognize somebody that's in alignment with you, not just in this moment, but also for your purpose, for your life, for your calling. And we want to be fully developed. I don't want to be an underdeveloped woman attracting an underdeveloped man and then wondering why. And then as you begin to ascend and as you begin to know more about yourself and really come into your fullness, you're with someone who's not a match. And so that's the third thing. So really, we got to really sit and know who we are within ourselves. I got to know my identity at my core. Who are you? What? Who am I? Like, what do I need? What are my hopes? How do I feel today? What brings me joy? What does it look like for someone to truly cherish love? honor and embrace me without blame or without shame where I don't have to be covering up where I can just be authentically who myself and know that I'm seen I'm loved I am cherished I'm delighted in and cared for and really loved warts and all you know but we want someone else to do that and know that but we don't want to take the time to really know ourselves in that way. We don't want we 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 want someone else to be committed to us and we're not committed to us. It's like to the extent that I can commit to myself and learn to love myself will be the extent that someone else can do the same thing. I'm expecting somebody to commit to me and I'm not committed to me. I want somebody to to read my mind and know what makes me tick and I don't know what makes me tick. These are the questions that need to be dealt with. These are the reasons and how we manage to resist and block the very love that we've been praying for. We want a man to know all of these questions and know all of these things to keep promises to us, to send our good morning texts and commit. And we don't take the time to do it for ourselves. We want somebody, you know, we want all of these things, spend that quality time, know our love language, but we don't take the time to do it for ourselves. And I'll end with this. I'm speaking to my sisters. A smart woman will never, ever, ever expect a man to do for her emotionally, mentally, and spiritually what she won't first do for herself. Because at the end of the day, it's not that man's job to be your emotional blanket. Because a man cannot hold all of your emotional eggs in his basket. He just doesn't have the capacity for it. He can compliment you. He can support you. But at the end of the day, you are responsible for your own emotional well-being. Right? That's the grown woman talk. That's grown woman talk. And when a man sees how you treat you, how you treat yourself and how well you know yourself, then he can rise and stand to the plate with you. Right? And so... Along these lines, that's what I have. And thank you. Thank you all for being here. I don't know who, who is this person here, but I thank you for being here. If you have any questions, definitely put them in the comment. Just thank you so much for being here, whoever is in here now. Um, I do appreciate you. And I want to invite you. If you find your place where you know you've been resisting love, you know you're not ready, you know you got some stuff in your heart where you don't even really trust, you got up all of these walls and butts and blocks, and you've been in fixation, you've been in fantasy, you've been, you've done it all, right? And you know that maybe you've attracted undeveloped people and tried to have counter relationships with counterfeits and it didn't work out, and your heart's been hurting. And so when you're in that place, then you need to be on with me on the line at the Relationship Summit, absolutely free. 
coming up August 23rd through the 25th, every night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. It, we're going to have a power, it's going to be a power-packed three days full of testimony, revelation, wisdom, insight, practical tips, and knowledge for some really powerful ladies with powerful testimonies who know what they're talking about. They've lived it out. They've walked it out and they can help us. And we're going to open the floor for Q&A on this private Zoom relationship summit. And first night, we're going to talk about ending relationships, breakups, broken engagements, divorce, things of that nature. We're going to dive in. Me and Minister Jen, we're going to go in on that and we're going to really have a great conversation about that. And then evening two, we're going to talk about dating after 40, how to navigate these dating streets as women of faith and purpose. And I got two powerhouse ladies coming for that who've both written books and who speak and coach in that area. So it's going to be so good. This is your chance to get your questions answered. And then evening three, I have two special, special ladies that I have privately myself supported in their journeys. This is all about reconciliation with your marriage and remarriage again, remarriage and reconciliation. And we're going to be talking about that. What does that look like? How do you navigate that? What is, how is God dealing with your heart? This is the chance to be in the room for these powerful conversations. If you find yourself in any of those three days, you need to be in the room. Invite your sisters. The link is in my bio. You can get in on the Relationship Summit, bit.ly, B-I-T dot forward slash relationship summit. This is August 23rd through 25th. It's free every evening at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. So I want to see you on there. I need to see your face in the place and God bless you. I can't wait. I'll be out here again soon, sometime over the next few days to again, talk and share. And if you see yourself in any of these ways, you've been resisting and repelling love, which is making you emotionally unavailable, which causes you to keep cycling through relationships. You need to be at the Relationship Summit. This will be a chance to be healed up, to get further further along in your healing journey, and to learn some things. Amen. I will talk to you soon. Have a blessed evening. Thank you so much for joining me on the Well-Centered Woman Podcast. If you've enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe and spread the word. Don't forget, you can gain access to more resources in your journey to emotional mastery by going to the episode website and checking out the show notes. Until next time, this is Tamika Maria right here in the journey with you, keeping those emotions all the way together.